It is Thursday. It is February 29th. You will only see this podcast once every four years. So if you're tuning in, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'll be joined as usual by Matty G. We have got a big horse joining us as well. Uh, he hasn't been on the show for a while. We'll be talking about some injury news, uh, some oh, minute splits, I suppose. We, we want to look at those and our usual uh, fantasy theoretical trades. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. I'm the type to get shit done. You the type to observe. March Madness on my speakers, but today's November 23rd. Got something loud in the blunt, yeah. I don't say what I want, yeah. Probably somewhere sunny and tan. Foreign women in the sun, yeah. That's all that I need. That's all that I need. That's all that I need. Come my brothers with me. Come my brothers with me. Welcome to the Balls Deep Podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network, uh, our usual Thursday night show here. Uh, I am at AdamKing91. Uh, that's where you can find me, at FBI Basketball is where you can find us. Uh, I am bringing the lads in now, uh, and I better unmute them, otherwise I'll just be talking to myself for an hour. There we go. Uh, Boys, thanks for joining us. Uh, drinks tonight. What what have we got? I, I'm on the uh, Canadian clubs tonight. So just oh, what a classic! Very very nice uh, drop indeed. Uh, you're on the. What did you? What were you on? You did tweet something about it, um, Maddie. What, yeah, what is I'm it? on a uh, I'm on a handy glass of uh, rosé called Folklore because obviously I'm still in my Taylor Swift errors. Um, so I'm currently very very moody and ballady and. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm locked in one of those zones. What about you, Horsey? What are you sipping on? Thanks to the boys at the Standard oh. Squeeze, a four and one. I'm actually on the CC and dries myself, but I'm mixing them myself. Is not a, luxurious is that an orange one? Thing he has. Yes, it is. What the wow. fuck is that? that? That's a delicious looking color. Yeah, it's not. It tastes really good coming out of it, too. Uh, I'm messaging that's the a, lads. Yeah, that's a West Tigers color. I have to get all over that. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, indeed, yeah. Uh, Maddie, you've been on obviously every week, but horse, we haven't had you on for a little while. So uh, I think, were yeah. you on the first one? Maybe I was on the first oh. one, and then probably six weeks ago, I got got the call up from the resis to come up and fill in in the ones, and yeah, got dropped back into the twos, but proved my worth, and we're back. We are back, indeed. Um, yeah, with, with Mitch Casey, who has been on once or twice, he, he's tough to get a hold of. He's a, he's a busy man. He's got lots going on as well. And and, uh, and DMAC, NBA Fantasy Bible, um, also has a lot going on. All you people with little kids running around, uh, man, I'm glad I'm through that phase of my life, I have to tell <laughs> you. Man. Yeah, it, uh, it makes life a lot easier um, indeed. So I'm going to bring up my screen, which normally I set up before, but I didn't. Oh. But here we go. Here we go. Here we now, go. Now, unlike other weeks, we actually know what we're talking about tonight. So I've actually, I've actually sent you the questions, and and so we're we're coming into this prepared. I actually feel too prepared for this podcast. I feel like I need to probably drink more to compensate for how prepared we are for topics this week. Well, feel free to top that glass up uh, whenever it it uh, whenever I it's will. empty. Uh, I will, Kimmy. I will. First question. Tanking teams. Uh, so we've we've got a few of them, um, obviously, and the ones that I've sent through in the message, um, there'd probably be more, I suppose. You could make a case for a few teams, but I've included the Blazers, the Grizzlies, the Hornets, the Spurs, and the Wizards. Um, 
I could have put the Nets here, but I don't think they're tanking. I just think they're bad. So I'm not – I don't think they're actively trying to lose. I just don't think they can help it at the moment. Um, So we'll start with the the Blazers, I suppose. And and basically what we're looking at here is players that we think we might be able to trust for the remaining – what have we got? Five, six weeks of the fantasy season. So, um, yep. obviously, we're getting a lot of questions about Scoot Henderson at the moment. He's out for the next three games, I think, yep. for Portland. So, basically, the, the rest of this week. Um, is he someone that we can trust? Though, like, would you, would you be would you view him as a hold, or, or are we okay to just move on given the the inconsistencies this season? You go, horse. Well, I think. Yeah, I think I'd be okay to drop him, just given that if we took particular notice to the Blazers in February, they didn't win a game. So why are they going to try and start winning now? If they look into the future, they know what Scoot can do. They know what what he can bring to the floor. He really started to come on with his field goal percentages. His three starting to drop. He was hitting them from the free throw line before he did get hurt. And with the recent news of DeAndre Ayton hurting his hand, is this going to be a segue into him missing the year? They're not actively going to be trying to win. So for the Blazers, I'm not trusting anyone. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking through it as well, and I'm like, it, it's kind of a tale of two Blazers. You've got these kind of, let's say, quote, unquote, I, I, I use the term veterans very, very loosely when I refer to DeAndre Ayton and uh, Jeremy Grant. I, I really do. Jeremy Grant's been around quite a lot longer, obviously going back to his Denver days and then he's seen over in Detroit and then, and now has signed, um, obviously, the last few years with the, with the Blazers. So it's like those kind of, you know, older statesmen, we usually see the old guys, you know, the first ones to get shut down. But also we see it's the the new guys get shut down because they don't want to lose their future huge assets at the same time. And and this has already happened with Shaden Sharp with the Trailblazers. We've seen him need surgery after not being rushed back. And they're like, you need surgery? Fine, go and take surgery, Shaden. Go, go nuts. So I can definitely see it happening with Scoot. There's no real energy for him to get back sooner. I'm more curious about the, again, loosely to coin veterans, like the guy they gave the payday to and they traded for kind of thing in in DeAndre Ayton and Jeremy Grant, um, who they obviously want to hold and use as a potential trade chip in future. I'd be more concerned with the veterans than I am Scoot because I think they might show the one kid off down the stretch for a little bit of fun to show their fans what they've got. What about you, Kingy? Yeah, I'm sort of 50-50 on Scoot. I don't have him anywhere, so I'm not invested in this personally. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think they maybe get him out there a little bit, but any any minor injury, they're just going to give him another week off. Um, the no. guys I'd be more interested in are Duop Reef. Uh, I think he yeah. was yeah. interesting earlier in the season. And, yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't pick up DeAndre Ayton, and I've been pretty vocal about the fact that I'm, I was pretty low on him this season, and, and I think I'm right. With there, he's missed games. Uh, his production has been pretty inconsistent. So I wouldn't mind Duop Reith if, if you're looking to just get ahead of the curve here a bit because Aiton is out with a hand injury, I think, at the yes. moment or wrist or something. Yep. So yep. Um, that could be – I mean, he's going to be week to week. Who knows if he comes back now. Um, but also Tamani Kamara and Jabari Walker are probably the other two that – Seem to be getting minutes. Chris Murray is getting some sneaky minutes here and there yeah. too. They're starting to be like, here's our other draft pick, Christopher, this year. Mm. He's He was a draft pick. We're doing something with the other Murray guy. I've, I've seen him rolled out there a little bit more lately, which is starting to see an interesting uptick in minutes for him. Yeah. Yeah, he is, he is interesting. Um, 
I mean, I've had questions about Malcolm Brogdon. If he comes back, do we need to add him? No. I don't think so. No. Um, I mean, when he oh, plays, that gross, that gross sound in your mouth just then, big horse was nah, nah. and especially nah. with Murray as well. He went none for six the other day, and what yeah. he had two steals and four rebounds. Yeah. So that's teetering on twenty team territory. I wouldn't be looking at him in even sixteens. No. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's not really a lot for the Blazers. I think the guys as like those fringy sort of um, Walker and Kamara and Reith. But they're yeah. not going to be league yeah. winners or anything. Like they're no, top, no, no. maybe no. they're top one hundred for two weeks or something like that. But and they're definitely um, sexy stream. They're definitely going to be sexy streams on any form of back to backs that these teams have as well. Yeah, yep. Um, and they do have a four game week. They've got a four game week, a four game week, and a four game week starting in week nineteen for your playoffs. So they do kind of become streamable targets entering week nineteen as well. So they've got four, yep. four, and four. Three, four, four. So they do finish off the rest of the regular season mm. quite strong. Yeah, yeah. So something to keep in mind. Memphis is the next team, and I mean, speaking of teams that we don't trust, um, yeah, I haven't really been touching anyone on Memphis for the last month. Even Vince Williams, who I I've got him in a league, and I'm probably yeah. going to drop him tonight. Um, I know he was pretty good for a while there, but yeah, he's been. Ordinary the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, Memphis are bad, so I'm probably even going to move on from him. He, he pro- someone will probably pick him up, so I think he's he's sort of a must roster player. I I don't see them sort of shutting him down. But Jaron Jackson is the big one, I suppose. Do we think he's going to be shut down at some point? Oh, look, I actually I'm in two minds about Triple J. Uh, We've all heard about the rumours that they will bring Bain back lightly. They'll bring Marcus Smart back lightly just to give them some run for the fans in Memphis because, like, I do think we see what we've seen with Triple J where he can't play this game and then he'll be fine and then he's questionable. And so, oh, no, he has a niggling groin injury. He'll be out. Then he returns next game like today and puts up 30-plus points. So we are you seeing Memphis do this a little bit with Triple J. I am kind of curious because – I think they might play him a little bit. Not all the time. They're not doing great anyway. We saw what happened at the beginning of the season when they weren't really, you know, trying to win games. I don't know. Dale, what about you, mate? I've got no idea. Just yeah. they these guys are the worst at injury reporting alongside Charlotte in the NBA. You just you do not know what's going on. Like I would even if if there was any continuity in Goodwin's minutes and playing point guard he'd be yeah. a cheeky streamable target but you just don't know what memphis are going to do so i've got jaron jackson jr in a league and i've pretty much just conceded that he's going to play once every two games and i have vince williams where he started off really well but like you kingy i'm looking at dropping him and that's in a 10 team league yeah and luke canard yeah. plays every other game santi aldama mm. is you know like kingy it's doing your head in yeah, it is. I think I think if you're looking for just consistency, at least in terms of playing and minutes, it's probably Vince Williams. He seems yep. to be in most nights. Um, and Jaron Jackson currently. Who yep. knows what they're going to do there. Um, yeah, look, I like Jordan Goodwin, but I what, – what, why did – I posted – tweeted something about Memphis the other day and we got to talking about Jordan Goodwin and uh, I just picked him up and then they listed him as inactive and then – Went back and forth with someone and, and actually figured out that yeah. he's actually only eligible to play 15 more games That's this right. season, which I yeah. didn't know. So, um, yeah, I just, very similar to Scotty Pippen Jr. 
Yeah. Yep. So I just assumed that he you, they sign him to a two-way and so he's eligible for 50 games, which means he can play every game, but it's not. It's a percentage yep. of the remaining games. So, and yeah. This is why I was really curious why they dropped Jacob Gilliard. Like to bring in a guy they could play every single game and just continue to give this young guy, not pay any more money out of pocket, every single game. Here's Jacob. We've played him a bunch of minutes for the course of the last, you know, three months here and there. Oh, by the way, let's just get rid of him and bring it. It was it was quite odd. It was an odd it was an odd move to say the least. It was, but welcome to Memphis 2024. Oh. Like I th- it's been a weird season. So how was walking um, in Memphis? Yeah, I'm not – honestly, yeah, Jaron Jackson, if you've got him, you just have to hold him. Um, tr- I mean, if you could trade him for a top 50 player, I'd probably consider it, but otherwise just hold on to him. And the rest of them, outside of maybe Vince Williams, I think, are just – you stream them in. If you know they're going to play and you know they're um, active, like Jordan Goodwin, then you stream yeah. them in and then you move on um, before That's the right. next game. Uh, on to Charlotte, you – Touched on Charlotte there, Dell, about the their injury reporting, which is right up there with Memphis. Um, yeah, look, a little bit of a different situation. Like, I, I do have a little bit of faith in some of the guys here in Charlotte because I just think that they're so bad that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Lamelo's the big one, obviously. Is he coming back? Isn't he coming back? I'm at this point. I'm just of the opinion he's probably not. Um, I could be wrong, but I really don't care if I'm wrong because even if he comes back, he's not going to play every game. He's going to be limited. Uh, It would be a little bit like the Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart situation where they just want to get him out there for the fans. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm not worried about him. Um, But in terms of the guys they've got on the court at the moment, Trey Mann, um, Nick Richards, uh, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, I don't know. I, f- I feel like they're just going to play the rest of the season. I'm, uh, it's just a feeling I get. I don't know whether I'm I'm wrong or whether you guys agree or disagree, but I don't know. I think they might actually play most of the, the remaining games. Yeah. I'm not so, not so sure about Bridges. There's just something telling me that they may shut him down at some point, mm-hmm. but Miller's had a really nice season. There's one that I'm really watching at the moment, and that's Ooh. Bogusevsky that mm-hmm. they've just picked up from OKC. We saw the way that he mm. played at OKC when they were tanking and he was a 15 and 9, 15 and 8 kind of guy and they looked to get the ball in his hands. I think they want to see what they can get out of the, what is he, 21 years old, 7 foot and weighs yep. next to fuck all. But Nothing. who knows? Like he could be a nice rotational piece for them in the years to come. They may have picked up a bargain here. Um, isn't it just funny that he gets dropped after that a Gordon Haywood trade and he gets waived and then he ends up getting picked up anyway? <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was a nice little – when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, you couldn't just throw him in? If you were that desperate to get rid of him and needed to clear it, if it was just a cheap deal, I don't know what was going on there. But, yeah, I think Poku may have some minutes, especially because Mark Williams is dead, as we say every podcast, Mm -hmm. and Nick Richards is the only other bloke there holding in the middle. Um, I I don't see any reason why they wouldn't play him. And PJ Washington is out of town now. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's no one else really doing it for us in Charlotte, yep. so I reckon they're going to give Poco a bunch of run, like you said, Mick. They're playing Davis Batans, what, 18 minutes the other night? Yeah, he went yep. – he might have went 100% from three. I think he went four for four. But if you're tossing up whether to play Batans or Poku, I'm going Poku every day of the week, especially on a tanking team. Mm. Yeah, oh, I do like right. him. I, yeah. I, I've got some questions about him, and, and I think that 
Um, he's somewhat. I mean, we don't add him yet by any means, but but just no. keep an eye on things because if Definitely they do keep an eye, yeah, yeah, if they yeah. do decide yeah. to to move away from Bridges in the last few games, and um, Grant Williams is there and he's been playing, yeah, he is as well. He's but, been getting heaps. Um, yeah, there's, there's certainly scope here for Poku so in the last two mm-hmm. weeks of the season to yep. to go back to vintage yep. Poku where he's putting yep. up vintage Poku. <laughs> Fifteen and eight with with two blocks or something like yep. that. So, um, yep. Yeah, an interesting one. Uh, who did we have next? I had the Spurs, a little bit like the Hornets. I'm not so sure that they're going to lean into the tank as much as Memphis uh, and probably the next team, Washington. Um, just again because they're they're bad anyway. So whether they play their guys or not, they're not going to win many games. Uh, we will talk about Wemby later um, in our, in our uh, hypothetical matchup. So I won't talk too much about I just realised I've also left – you keep talking. I've literally realised I left dinner in the oven and on and the dog is begging at the door to get the dinner. And before all chaos breaks loose, I'm going to do that while you're talking because that's the you magic of life. You can do that indeed. Uh, we can we can continue on. Uh, we'll survive. Uh, where are we? San Antonio. So that's right. If you think back to last season, like Devin Vassell has been pretty good this year, um, mm-hmm. pretty consistent, pretty healthy. But last season, in the last month, five six weeks, he was basically playing every second game. They yep. that was their their method down the stretch is they just alternated games and maybe they start doing that again. And I guess if if Wemby falls into that pattern, Zach Collins would be someone to to grab. Um, Potentially, yeah. because he was really good to start the season, and then he basically fell off the radar when they moved him to the backup centre role. But if he's going to be playing big minutes again, he'd yeah. be someone to consider. Um, but anyone in sh- like, if, if you go through the Spurs roster, who who do we trust here outside of Wemby? Because we'll, we'll talk about him, as I said, shortly. Trey Jones, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um, apart from that, I think. You're right about Vassell. I think he's going to not get shut down, but it'll get to the point where he's playing every second game. Keldon Johnson is just that bad and that inefficient. It doesn't really matter whether he's playing or not. Yeah. Um, Sohan is up and down like a roller coaster. One game you'll get your, what, 15, 6 and 6 with a couple of steals and a block. And what did he play? 16 minutes the other day and had one assist or one yeah. rebound, I think it was, and that was it. It, so, was, just, it was gross. Zero from whatever. it was. I, yeah. I own him in that league, and it, I dropped him. I was really keen on him at the beginning of the season with that point guard eligibility. I knew the Spurs weren't going to try and win Jack, you know, diddly squat for the course of the year. Like, yeah, point Poku, like Taylor Horton Tucker. What's Utah going to do? Yeah. They'll roll him out there and see what he can do, and no chance. And then, yeah, he's just been putting it out. I think that you're right. I think the self – I actually think Keldon Johnson – will be the guy that they just let play more. Like, he used to be a starter for this team. I think they'll let Keldon play more if they shut Vassell down. So it's like, okay, which door opens which door? If Vassell goes, who comes in? I think Keldon gets some more minutes there. I think Trey Jones has been – I think him and Wemby together have been phenomenal. I think they have just really put together a great stretch. And we're all like, when are they going to get a point guard? Well, I think they've got – one that works really well with Wemby right now. He's not an all-star by any means, but Trey Jones has been great. I think we can see guys like Malachi Brenham get more minutes. Look, and, and if Trey Jones goes down, can we, like, Devontae Graham? Do we see him make a reemergence from the crypt? Like, you know what I mean? Like, guys, because let's all remember, last year, who put your hands up, 
everybody in chat, put your hands up if you reach for Charles Bassey when he was putting up double-doubles every game when Zach Collins went down. Like, we never know who they're going to roll out next. Yeah. Yeah. They're an interesting one, the Spurs. Um, So, yeah, I like Branham. Uh, I think Wesley, Blake Wesley, could be someone else in the deeper leagues. He's he's very young, and and they probably want to try and get him out there a little bit more. Yeah. as I said, Zach Collins, if they do start sort of sitting Wemby every second game or something like that, Collins gets a bump. Um, and, I mean, I'd love to see, personally, I'd love to see Mamu Kelashvili out there. Oh. <laughs> I just love seeing him out on the floor. Spell it, spell it for me, Kingy. M-A-M-U-K-E-L-A-S-H-V-I-L-I. Yeah, I think that's right. That is right. I'm looking right at it right now. I'm good at You're very good at that. When you write player blurbs, you need to know how to spell names. Arteta yeah, Kupo, I could spell that in my sleep. How do you say it, Jay? Memo Kishevli. <laughs> it's a weird way of saying it. Saying There's lots of ways Kupo. to say it. I'm no, sure. Meli Kalashevli. Isn't it Malu Kalu, uh, Keller? Chevy? Or Chevely? Oh, I don't know. It's not even close. But How is it? Appreciate Memo- the effort. Kalashevli? Memo Kalashevli? There you go. I'm going to say three, see, three times. Kelish I'm going to move to the next go. team, the Washington yeah. Wizards. Yeah. We don't need to talk about Mamu Kelishvili anymore. We don't. Uh, the Wizards, um, another really oh, bad man. team. Yeah. Really uh, bad team. And um, that said, Tyus Jones has been phenomenal the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Yep. He had seven. I think he's had four. 17. Four of the last five games have been double-digit assists and three of those – were at least 15. I think he had a 15, a 16, and a 17 assist game. Uh, yeah, and on a phenomenal. team like Washington that that can't score, well, no, they can score, but they're not a good team. Um, imagine what he'd be doing on a team with, with good offensive options. Oh, um, yeah, look, I think, uh, I mean, talking points, I suppose. Corey Kispert, I don't mind. Uh, I added him in a 14-team league, and he was pretty good yesterday, had 20 points. Um yeah. That's so actually in our question in chat as well from Jonas. You go, do you think Kispert is a holding in a 14-man, nine-cat league? Well, look, Let's bring it up. there's your answer, Jonas. Kingy, Kingy's an owner, a, a proud and, and true Kispert owner, and he's right there I flying in a, flat. In a 14, in a 14-team league, uh, and it is – is that league? Not, no, right. it's an eight-cat league, but but right. that doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, no. Look, I picked him up, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold him for a little while and just see because I think if he's getting 28 to 30 minutes, he can give you close to 20 points, 16 to 20 points, and he'll give you a few rebounds, a couple of assists. It'd be nice to get a steal every now and then, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't mind Kispert. I think in a 14 team league, um, Jordan Poole, What are we doing with him? Is Crying. either of you guys have him on a roster? No. Nope. Very good. No way. way. No, 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 no emotional investment in the artist formerly known as Jordan Poole or the NBA player formerly known as Jordan Poole. Mm. Uh, was very happy to see him. I mean, look, let's be honest. He was, he, he is where he should be on the bench with this team. We wanted good things for Jordan Poole. Let's not say otherwise and try and disparage it. I think everyone out there in fantasy world was like, oh, this guy could be a top you know, top 10 scorer in the NBA. He's with the Wizards. They suck. He's just never found the form that people have wanted him to and that he's wanted to find for himself, to be fair. And this is 
this is just proof that he's a great bet. He's been better off the bench. Mm. He's been a lot better off the bench. So he's not a drop. And if he continues to play from the bench, then this is what he is. And, and I don't see it changing anytime soon in Washington for him. I reckon they'll try and move him in the offseason. Yeah, they might. I don't know who would want him. What, given, yeah, what are you going to get no, back for what him he's and done that this year, but, um, Pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it's been pretty rough. It's been so rough. Uh, second question or second topic I wanted to just ch- touch on, and this will be a lot quicker because we're only talking about one team, but the center rotation in Dallas. Um, so when Daniel Gafford was moved uh, in mm-hmm. at, the, at the trade deadline, the question was, do we hold Lively? Do we hold Gafford? Are they both holds? And I, I still don't think we're any closer really to knowing the answer to that because every game seems to be different in terms of who is who is playing what um, what role. It, it does seem like Lively is the starter. So I think we've, yep. we've determined that. Um, yep. But I think, well, what, two games ago or yesterday, whatever it was, Gafford played seven minutes seven off the minutes. bench. And then we yep. thought, okay, is, is, is this it? Is he a drop? But then he came out today and played. It was basically a minute split today. Yep. Um, so it really depends on what game you look at as to what your decision is. Because if you look at what they did today, they're both probably holds because they were both pretty good in their, in their time on the floor. But I don't know. Who, who are you leaning? Um, I'll start with you, Maddie. Like, would you have a preference here? If both were available, would you pick one of them up, neither of them? I like I like Gafford over Lively just because of like his – I like his free throw shooting for me. It doesn't weigh that down. And I always like my centers who can hit their free throws. And I just like what he – I like the energy that he's bought, whether it's from the bench or whether it's from the, a starting role. I really like what Gafford's – look, I like Lively as a player. I think they really stumbled in to the right guy in Dallas after doing that tank job at the end of last season for Lively. Like they wanted a guy like Lively. They got their man. But it's so interesting you say that because in the last month, and even with Lively being injured, uh, Lively is at 22.3 minutes. And from the bench, Gafford is at 22.9. In the last week, Gafford is down to 17 minutes a game. But Lively has gone up to 19 minutes a game in the last week. So he's starting just to get that minutes edge over this team. Uh, which I like. We're seeing guys like Maxi Kleber starting to get more minutes here. They're starting to figure it out in Dallas. And they're playing well. Luca has been phenomenal. Kyrie has been otherworldly. Exum is back. So I think we start to see as Exum's back and gets healthier, we do see them just go that that small. And they might stretch the floor with Kleber more as well. So there's kind of like a cheeky third option that we don't talk about because we're just – you know, we, we tendently focus on the center position as a big guy who can rebound and block shots. Well, I, Ma, let's not forget they ra- rolled Maxi Kleber as their starter last year for many times as well. And he is the best floor spacing big man on this team. So, look, I just think it's if you get one of them, you're lucky. You got lively late in your drafts. Awesome for you. You can still pick him up on waiver wires here and there. Gafford was the hold. He's been the hold. You just take what you're going to get from them. But keep your eyes on Kleber because he's starting to get some more minutes and play well too. What do you reckon, Horse? Don't like any of them, to be honest with you. There's yeah. such a big split between Kleber, Lively, Gafford, and then you've got Washington that plays small ball five as well. So, yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd pick Gafford. But, yeah, none of them really excite me. 
Yeah, and I think that's fair enough. Like, I don't, I don't think this is again going to be a league changing decision. Like, if you if you ended up picking one over the other, it was the wrong one. It's not going to make a massive difference because I just don't think there's a path to one of them playing thirty minutes. So there's not. No, it's not like one is going to blow up and the other one's just going to drop way off. So, um, all right, our Aussie question, and we, we touched on this last week, I think, with uh, with Skitty. And I can't remember why we, we decided on favourite Aussie Bicky. Was that you or was that Skitty? It was one of you. You're muted. Jay, you're on mute. Yeah, why don't you unmute yourself? You're on mute, oh, mate. No, I pushed the space bar by accident when I was switching between screens for the stats. Um, thank, thank you. Um, I said best Australian biscuit apart from Tim Tam because that's like the default go-to. I think yep. we can all collectively say as Australians, we love a good Tim Tam. So that's just like, mm-hmm. it's 1A. And I was, and, and this came because I walked into my staff room the other day and they'd never been there before in the six years at this, at this premises, but there was iced bovos. Mm. And choice. I saw that and, and I saw that in the biscuit and I was like, Jesus, iced bovo. That's a deep cut. And shout out to Amanda for holding down the accounts for it and ordering them. She's like, yes, they were on sale. And I was like, oh, thank you, Amanda, for buying them. And she bought like a just, I don't know, an industry size box of, of iced vovos. So I was like, oh, I wonder what other ones. Because for me, it's iced vovo. And I'm a, I'm a Kingston guy over Monte Carlo. Okay. And they're my two. All right. You and boys? Horse. Horse. Are you a biscuit fan? Oh, a little bit, but you can't say no to the. The uh, the old gold barbecue shapes, can you? Oh, shapes just I'm... sitting around with a stubby, you know, you got your chicken crimpy, you got your yeah, pizza I was gonna say flavor. the chicken crimpies, are, uh, oh, I don't mind mate. the chicken crimpies for, for those of you that are listening internationally. Get <laughs> do yourself a favor, log on to an Australian website, get yourself some sent across, courtesy of the guys here at Balls Deep, you'll love them, <laughs> chicken crimpies. Yeah, I do. Chicken I do. Creepies. I do like the crimpies. Um, now, I actually, I actually did spend a bit of time thinking about this question because I had a week to think about it, and I even dragged my wife into the biscuit aisle at Woolworths uh, today, just so I could triple check. I, I had in my mind what my my choices were going to be, but I just wanted to to think that or, or check that there isn't one that I've forgotten about. Uh, yeah. The correct answer is Kingston. For me, Kingston. Hey, um, Kingston is good choice. Is to be. But if I'm at my mum's house, my mum always has uh, a packet, and she has about eight packets up the top of the cupboard of the lemon crisps. So if you've uh, the Arnott's lemon crisp, and so mm-hmm. for, I do like them, but I only have them at my mum's house. So that's it. I go straight to the cupboard and I get a lemon crisp out of the cupboard. It's the old faithful. Yeah. That's the, the old other faithful. one. And now, the, and this, I have no idea why I do this. It, it must be because of my mum. And so my mum is British. So maybe okay. it's a thing from England. But when I was younger, and I still do it occasionally, milk arrowroot biscuits oh. mm-hmm. for breakfast. Butter? With butter? No, 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 in a bowl. In a bowl with warm milk. Yep. Listen, listen. With warm milk, bit of brown sugar on top. 
that was breakfast growing up for me and I still do it occasionally. And I don't know if that makes me super weird. Obviously, you've never done it based on your reaction and uh, and horses' rigorous head shaking there. So if you want to try something. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, just, just, just talk me through this in slow motion one more time. No, no. You I'm, take, do you... I'm, I'm hearing you, Kingy. So you don't break kid, the biscuits like a... up. You don't? Just, no, no, probably about 10 or 12 of them. Just laying yeah. flat 12. in a bowl, piled on top of each other. Ten or yeah. twelve, okay. Yep, and then pour about a cup of nice cup of warm milk over the yep. top, and, and and a bit of yep. brown sugar on top, and away you go. I mean, I've heard so, of a soggy sayo before, but I've never heard of a soggy arrowroot. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk about soggy sayos for those. No, we don't. Yeah, but I've never heard of a soggy arrowroot before. But I think it almost King, sounds better. Kingy, when I was a kid, replaced the arrowroot with bread, and that's what we had. Okay. So from an Italian oh. family, called, it's yep, called yep. super. Um, okay. yeah. Just bread broken up in hot milk with a bit of sugar, straight in the gob. That was yep. every morning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Funny what you have when you when you kids and mm. um, yeah. Yeah. So so no, that was um, and and I hadn't thought of that, and it was when we went into the biscuit aisle today, and I looked and I saw the milk arrowroots. I went, oh yeah, I haven't had those as a breakfast for a long time. So I'm going to take Jeez, him to work with a... me next week and then see what kind of looks I get from people going, what the hell are you doing with What's going milk on here? biscuits? That's okay because Amanda from Accounts usually gets arrowroots in stock. So I'm just going to try it at work one day and send you, you a photo. Try it. See how you go. Let me know. Uh, Aussie slang. That was the second bit of this question. So what do you have a, a go-to phrase or something that you say too much um, that – that maybe wouldn't be understood by our uh, international viewers. Um, Maddie, anything? Oh, me. Well, now Soggy Sayo came immediately to mind. <laughs> um, I'm so that, that doesn't that... come up in discussion too much. No, it doesn't. I think I think the one that comes up that's come up for me before, and people have looked at me like a little bit weird. Um, so I have a bit of a theatre background. I know some people in the states and in performance and stuff like that. So uh, before a show, they're like, "Oh, I'm going out here." I'm like, oh, "I say chookers." And chookers is a term that you say instead of good luck because you don't say good luck often. Um, mm -hmm. You're not allowed to say that in the theatre. You don't say good luck. You say break a leg. But in Australia, we seem to say chookers, like, you know, chookers. Um, so that's probably the most – that one, otherwise bonza, is the one that I guess people don't know from me. Like, I'm like, that's bonza. And that, and yeah. kid, Australian kids don't even know what bonza is. I think bonza is a dying word. What about you, Mickey Dell? My one that I use a lot is a term of endearment that can also be taken the extremely the wrong way. So I'm not going to be bringing it up on a um, international podcast, but just the good day, mate. I'll see you next Tuesday, going, mate. Yeah, the see you next Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah. term of endearment here in Australia, that is where you call your mates yeah. that. But yeah, it's the good day, mate. How you going, mate? Yeah. Like yeah. as yeah, the stereotypical Aussie, I guess. Yeah. 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 It's probably one of the things that they do. Obviously, there's a lot of stereotypes when it comes to to us and vice versa for us with with Americans yeah. and like we we have our stereotypes. But I think one of them that that actually is pretty bang on is is the language and some yeah. of the the relaxed slang language that we use is pretty accurate. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, well, for me, it's for me, it's old mate. I call everyone old oh, mate. Oh, mate. It doesn't matter yeah. who I'm talking to. Love old that. mate down the road. Old mate at the shops. Old mate in the office down there. So I use old mate all the time, hence why my wife love bought me an old mate shirt. Um, I love that. And Well and played by Mrs. King. It is, yeah. It's getting old now. It's got some holes in it, so I might have to upgrade. Um, and, and probably have a crack. 
I, I say that quite a oh, bit when it comes yeah, to fantasy. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just have a crack and see what happens. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably another maybe a weird one that people don't get it. Um, we've got a couple of questions in here and then we're going to get to our, our little matchups, but we'll just quickly look at these. Yeah. Life of Cars, evening fellas, an interesting one here. Do you know which first round pick belongs to the first team in your league? Is it Shea, Jokic, Tatum? So I guess having a look at the standings in your league or leagues, the team that is sitting first, have a look at their roster and see mm-hmm. who who was their first round pick. Um, All right, I'm doing it right now. Uh, yeah, for me, I can answer that off the bat. I am top in one of my leagues and my first round pick, my first pick was at pick nine and I picked Sabonis at nine. So that was my first pick. That was in the ESPN 20-man league, that's wasn't right. it? That's right. Yep. That was the 20-man league. All right. Um, I was looking at that one then too, and I was going to actually do that. So now I have to find another one really quickly. I'll go to another one here. Um, I know that in uh, this one, my mate Ken is currently the number one in the league. Uh, Ken is sitting top. His first is, he is Morning Glory Tuna is his name. And his first round pick wasn't any of those guys. Uh, his was Giannis, I believe. I'm double checking that it was league history. Yep, first round, seventh pick. He took Giannis in the first round in that one. And in the other pick, which was this guy's had a phenomenal season. Uh, I think his name is Boz's Ballers. Uh, I think in one of the Insight Leagues, he has had an absolute cracking of a season. He has taken league overview. Go on, go work quicker. Work quicker, you bastard. Uh, he is Boz's Ballers first. I think it was Luca from memory. He now saw his team. Yeah, Luca. He took Luca with his first pick. Uh, that history was in the seventh pick as well. So that's two people in those leagues for like in uh, two Yahoo leagues that were seventh in another league. Um, I'm first. Um, I took Anthony Davis in one of my leagues uh, that I'm in with AD at number one. And in another league, I believe we are in – oh, geez, Mick, I can't find the league, league home setting. No, I've, I've I got think it. It was... the 10-man league that we've got. Yeah, yeah 10-man so league. Our friend Braino, who's on top. Braino, Who's yep. also part of the Insight, Insight Fantasy Sports podcast, does a ripper job over on the NRL. Uh, oh, that's is his number one pick. SGA, and he picked, yeah. he picked him up at four. There you go. Okay. Well, I've just pulled up. So the industry pickup league that I'm in with a bunch of, of analysts, and Josh, Lee, Josh Lloyd is leading the league, and he uh, he his first pick was Nikola Jokic. Um, yep. Did he have the first pick? I can't I can't remember if he had the first pick. He might have. Um, he probably did, actually. So he got Jokic in my – I can't really look at my home league because it's an auction league, so there's obviously no first pick in an auction mm-hmm. league. Um, but in another one of my leagues – Yeah, in your friends and family one, I can't see who went off the board first in that one. Yeah, I got bundled out in that one a while ago, so I haven't looked. Uh, in one of my other leagues with my mates, uh, the team that – Finished first before we split and did a redraft. He his first pick was Tyrese Halliburton, um, mm-hmm. so probably would have taken him sort of top five. If I look at all of my leagues, 
God, there's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, there is. I run through. Luca seems to be in the number one. I can't see this from all the ones I'm skimming through. Hmm. Luca is popping up a lot. Luca's in four now that I've seen. I'm in nine, and in four of them, Luca is with the number one team, which is a majority, to be fair. Yeah. Matchups. Yeah, sorry, I'm just going down. I, I mean, a lot of draft-only leagues, which I haven't looked at for three months, and I just when I went in to look at all my leagues, I went, oh, yeah, I'm in these leagues, and I'm in the playoffs. <laughs> Um, all right, so there. Look, a bit of a mixture. So we had we had some sort of mid round picks. We had some we had Jokic at the top. Uh, Luca has been really good this year. Um, I think coming yep. into the the year, obviously the the concern from from anyone is free throws, but they haven't been that bad. Um, no. And I, I know he's been the number one player over the last three weeks um, because we looked at player rankings over the last three weeks for our matchups tonight. Uh, let's just do this question quickly. Who has more upside or possibility of having higher overall ranking and is worth holding more in a 14-team league? Cody Martin or Grant Williams? So two two Hornets guys. We, we did touch on the Hornets about guys that we trust and, and Grant Williams has been getting a lot of minutes. Uh, I like Martin. You like Martin? Okay. Yeah, Martin seems to distribute yeah, the ball a little bit more solid and more to get defensive stats. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, he was the default point guard there as well when, like, Walla Miller's been out. Trey Mann's been doing well, but, yeah, you're right. Cody Martin, mate, I'm with you 100% there. Horse? Um, yeah, I don't know. I was sort of leaning Grant Williams, but I, I think it's pretty close. Um, and that was only because they've got Trey Mann now. They've also got Michich, who's playing some minutes at the point guard. But I think both of them are, are sort of – in the same range, like 25 to 28 minutes a night. Um, and uh, in terms of whether they're going to play the rest of the season, I think they probably will. I, I yeah. Grant Williams doesn't come across as someone that would be happy to rest. I feel like he just wants to be on the court as much as possible. So, um, yeah. all right, the first matchup for tonight, Jokic and Wembenyama. Now, this was yours, G, I think. Yep. Yep, you had me thinking a lot last week where you were starting to do your draft uh, order for next year. Yeah, And I'm like, okay, well, if we're doing draft order for next year, who are we going to take this year for the rest of the way? And I thought it was an interesting exercise because Victor Victor Wembenyama has been nothing short of incredible lately. Uh, In that friends and family league that you were like, I hate this one, I'm out of it. Every time I get close to my opponent this week and it's been a tight one and it's over three weeks, one of his players does something to move away. I was very, very close today to pulling it back until the Lakers decided to shoot the fucking lights out, including one LeBron James with seven threes and put me 12 threes behind. But I'm only six deals behind. And it's this give and go every single week. But the other bloke that he has on his roster is Victor Wenbanyama. And he has been just killing me these last two weeks with these five by fives. He almost had them back to back. Like one assist off is it's phenomenal. Like, let's be honest. It's nothing short of phenomenal. So if we look at it for the year, uh, Victor is now at six for the year and Jokic is at three. In the last week, Jokic has been one. Victor has been three. In the last month, though, Victor has been number one and Jokic two. In the last two months, Jokic is at number one and Victor is at three. It's like a bee's dick between them in every single rating. So the question really is, who are we taking from now until the end of the season? 
And sometimes we might like the the shiny mansion to quote Mitch Casey, like these guys who are the pool houses, or I like my guys who are safe as houses. But I'm still taking Jokic right now for the rest of the ride to the end of the season because of the doubt in the Spurs, like you said, if they have any more rest. I still know what I've got by way of coming with Jokic pretty much consistently. He has been on an MVP level tear. I also really like the Nuggets run um, through to the finals as well. I, I like what's coming our way with them. They've got some, it's three, four, three, four, three. I like that a lot. Whereas the Spurs have a lot more threes their way. They've got a three, four, three, four, three. So there's an extra game or two from a possible triple double threat every single game. Puts me over the line. So I'm still just buying on Jokic for the rest of this season, but I am probably starting to dip my – I'm in the jacuzzi. I'm in the spa bath, like sitting back, being like, should I just jump in the pool for Wemby being my number one next year? I'm like, I'm just sitting in the spa, just enjoying the spa that is Victor Wembanyama. I'm like, but if you're the pool, I can jump into you. So I just think that I'm there right now on Jokic for the rest of this season. But the case has now been evident for a guy who we were all saying that was not the rookie of the year, maybe six weeks ago. And in all honesty, and we all and we all know we have recency bias is huge in fantasy. And we're all like, Chet was the guy, Chet was the guy. Yeah, he was. But Victor has done incredible things, but I do fear the Spurs shutting him down. So my vote was with Jokic, but it's very, very close. What about what about you, Mickey? Yeah, it's Jokic this year, but you talk about your your pool thing and how you want to jump in the pool and what have you. Mate, he's got me on the massage bench. My clothes are off. He can oil me up all he wants. I'm going Wembenyana every day of the week next year. He started off quite slowly, but over these past couple of weeks, he's just been a monster, hasn't he? He's five by fives. He's shooting the ball not too bad. His defense, what's he getting, like eight or nine stocks a game in some games? That's just phenomenal. He fills the box score everywhere, percentages. His free throws are a bit meh, but, you know, you pair him with Darren Fox, for example, and you can punt free throws. Man, he, this guy's just legit. And he's got one triple-double this year. I reckon there's more on the way next year. Yep, 100%. And by always, he got his triple-double via blocks. Mm. Like, this is a guy who can put up triple-doubles from every aspect of it. Kingy, you would agree that... Has he really consolidated and cemented your number one place next year? But who do you take the rest of the way this year? Yeah, I was thinking about this one driving home today because you sent it to me and and um, before I left work, I think. So I was thinking about it and, uh, yeah, I, I think as much – I mean, anyone who listens to this knows how high I am on Wemby for next year. Yeah. I think I'd probably go Jokic as well for the rest of this year. Yeah. I just think he's a little bit safer. Um, yeah. And – the, I think it, I mean if you want the defensive stuff, maybe you you go with Wemby. But um, yeah, I think if we're looking at just overall value, total value per game, I think Wemby. I, I'd go Wemby if we were just yep. for some reason looking at per game value. But if you're looking for a guy that's just going to play a little bit more, and and if we sort of balance it all out, look big picture, I think it's Jokic. Um, Slightly, but it's interesting the Wembenyama discussion for next season because we've been having this discussion for a couple of weeks now. And, and yeah. as I said, I've, I've already, because I'm annoyed that I haven't had a great season, I've started my rankings for next season. And uh, and I have Wemby at number one now. And I'm, yeah. 
hearing on other shows now that they're starting to talk about Wemby and where are we taking him and he's pretty much consensus top five now, I think, yeah. um, based on what I've heard and and a few other analysts are, are starting to make that case for him going number one. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be – I still think it's going to be Wemby, Jokic and Shea will be the top three next yeah. year with yeah, Luca in there in a couple of leagues. Can I just say, though, is this now finally in fantasy where if you don't get Jokic at number one, who's been an, an incredible asset now for, like, let's say, the last three, four years in fantasy. Mm-hmm. But if you get picked two or three, you're like, yeah, it's fine. I'll go yeah. Shea. I've got Victor. Or, or I get Jokic at two. What? Cool. Like, how great even, is fantasy basketball that we've... Even your top four, mate. Like, yeah. You're saying Luca's outside the top three at the moment, and you just nailed six teams before whose top pick, who who are yeah. sitting on top of their respective leagues, have got Luca as their number one pick. So yep. yeah, those those four you couldn't go wrong. Like you, you're able to 100%. build powerful builds around all four players. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, fantasy basketball is in a good spot, and so is the NBA. Uh, all righty, on to yours, uh, Mickey. Uh, we went with now. I'm assuming that it was Scotty Barnes and not Harrison Barnes. That was an educated guess based on having played fantasy for a while. As Josh Lloyd would say, the pencil. But no, we are talking about Scotty Barnes, yes. Scotty Barnes and and Jalen Williams. Um, Yeah. Yeah, interesting one. I'll I'll let you lead us off then with talking about these two guys. Yes, I'm not going to talk numbers too much, so to speak, with perspective rankings over the past couple of weeks. But when you talk about Scotty Barnes, who's averaging – 20 points, 40, nearly 48 from the field, 34 from three, and that's dropped over the last couple of weeks. 8.3 boards, six assists, 1.3 steals, 1.5 blocks versus Jalen Williams, who's 1.5 stocks a game, four boards, 4.5 assists, 45% from three, quite high. I believe he's top 10 in the league, three-point percentage. Field goal percentage is up almost at 55% at 19 points per game. So with... Uh, bounce back Barnsey, as we were calling him early on in the year, yeah, right. uh, Matty G, that this is one of my favourite guys to not yeah. just play video game basketball with, but in real life. I love watching him play. Yeah. I love his versatility on the court. He can handle the rock at the one. He can play on a big inside with his defensive length or his length in general. With Jalen Williams, he started the year slow. So they were getting so, that mix right between Giddy, SGA, Holmgren, and it was almost like he was the fourth go-to to start the year. And then he got hurt. I think he was out for about three weeks. And I ended up uh, trading Derek White for him in a bit of a buy low because at that stage, Derek White was going nuts and he had that lull and now he's going nuts again. But I've got both these guys in a lot of leagues and really liking what both of them bring to the floor. So Williams has gone to that number two option at OKC now. When SGA's off the floor... He's the one uh, handling the rock. He's the one controlling the offense. And OKC have gone to him down in stretches where the ball's been forced out of SGA's hands as well. So when we're talking usage, the keys are clearly in Scotty Barnes' hands now. We've seen them at the trade deadline. They moved for Quickly and Barrett, got them some reps. They were scoring. They were handling the ball. Their usage was up. Barrett's um, numbers across the board were up. Now that they've started to decline, we see Scotty handling the ball a lot. What was it, two games ago, triple-double? He was two boards off a triple-double today. Um, 
yeah, just an all-rounded athlete he is. And J-Dub is well on the way to being that as well. If I had to pick one, as much as I dislike the three-point shooting that it has been of late for Scotty Barnes, I'm still picking my boy Barnesy. What about you, Kingy? It's very close. Um, yeah. I'd possibly go Jalen Williams, but but it's it's only probably just because I I like him a bit more. It's like it, it's nothing <laughs> to do with production, really. I think they're so close that I I just like having him on my team. Um, yeah, I have he's him on new, a couple. For of my me, teams he's the new Macal Bridges. Like he's the new, you know, prototypical three and D guy, but he gives you more. You know, that old yeah. Phoenix Suns, Mikael Bridges, who you got in the middle rounds, mm-hmm. who just was a good glue guy in your fantasy squad. That's pretty much what Jalen Williams has become, I think. King. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think Scotty will get you more in the, the counting stats. So he'll get you a few more rebounds, a couple more assists. Uh, steals are probably close, close-ish. Scotty Barnes is sneaky for like a blocker game as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and so it probably comes down to whether you want those counting stats a little bit, or are you looking more at an efficient player? Because I think Jalen Williams is is a little bit more efficient from both the field. Five seventy five from so, the field. He is well. He's <laughs> five seventy five from the field and seven seventy eight from the line. Where in the last three weeks and four forty eight uh, for Barnsey. So J Dub one hundred percent more efficient. He's yeah. actually gone up to eight forty eight on. Okay. Is yeah, so I was actually surprised to see that because his free throws were looking a little bit shaky there for a little bit, Scotty, when he was having his big dip, but now he's had his resurgence. And yeah, you're, but the efficiency, King, you're right, 575 in the last three weeks from Williams is ridiculous. Yeah, he's up to so 46 on the year now, too. Yeah, yeah. look, it's, so it's probably Williams for me, but yeah, very, very close. And and as I said, for me, it just comes down to. I like watching OKC. I like watching him play, where the Raptors, I think, are just going to be a bit messy down the stretch. Um, so I'm more likely After to their pizza party? You think after Darko takes them for a pizza party, they're going to be messy? Well, it depends what he promises them next, I suppose. Um, what else is there to do in Toronto? I haven't been there, so I can't I can't speak to uh, to the nightlife a coffee date Toronto, with, uh, Maybe it's just a coffee date with Drake. <laughs> It could be well. I don't know if that'd motivate me. Um, so probably Williams slightly, but very, very close. Uh, what about you, G? Bounce back, Barnsey. Hearing you both make the argument, put the ball in my court because Barnsey, for me, over the last three weeks, and I thought I didn't actually think he had returned to this much early season form, but he's actually been at three point one stocks in the last three weeks, and I was like, oh, but. But Jalen's really close to that. Like, he does everything. He's actually at 1.5. He's at 0.6 steals and 0.9 blocks per game, whereas for Scotty, it's 1.5, 1.6. So there's a high degree of variance there for it to go down, but at least it's up for now. And coming playoff time, if this is the last trade you're making, give me all the counting stats, especially if I'm punting field goal percentage. Just give me all the counting stats that I can get. Give me my rebounds. The threes will hurt, but again, threes are a thing that I can always grab off my waiver wire you know, I actually traded to get Barnsey in one of my teams this year. And ever since he's made his way home um, in that team, he was an acquisition that I, I actively sought out after Jar Morant went out. He was one that I sought out and I had to give a, I had to give a decent trade for him. But I, I'm going to back myself on that one now. 
Uh, on to mine. Um, quickly Tough. do this one, and then I'll let you boys get out of here. This one. Quickly do this again, one. Quickly do this one. Quickly do this one. Yeah, you like that. Um, I like that pun. I, this one is really hard as well. Um, so, for, for I mean, for people not watching on on TV or on YouTube or whatever, uh, I've gone with Emmanuel Quickly or Colin Sexton. Rest of season. Um, I I mean I. This is mine. I came up with it, and I still can't decide um, who I would go with. So I'm going to palm it off to G. Yeah, good, good, because I owned both of them until about like 40 minutes ago, and I traded Emmanuel quickly away in my last trade of the season. Okay, and I didn't, and I didn't feel comfortable doing it. I'm not going to lie, and King, you, I actually sought you out for this one. I was like, yeah. do I make this yeah. trade because I am. I wanted someone who wasn't in the league, someone who I didn't know to be my sounding board. I'm like, I think this is good, but I'm concerned because Emmanuel quickly has been a top 20 NBA player basically in the last three weeks. Like he has been in the last, oh, sorry, no, and I think it was the last two weeks or last week, he has been a top 20 NBA player. And I just never thought I would see the day where he was around such lofty, lofty heights. I was like, it was ridiculous to see where he was. So, I really like Emmanuel quickly. I think he's really found a nice niche for himself in Toronto. I think having a starting role and consistency there has been good. You know, Scotty Barnes is the 19th ranked player in fantasy right now. And Emmanuel quickly is the 13th ranked player of the last two weeks in fantasy. Hmm. And just, we never think about Colin Sexton being like this. So this is why in that trade, I'm like, this could be a lot to give up. I like quickly the rest of the way. I think Sexton's been great. But I think there's also Keontae George in town in Utah. And I think that will take away a little bit. Of the I think there's still Jordan Clarkson who is in Utah. I, I don't know what they're doing. Are they pushing for that final play-in spot in Utah? Like, I don't think I they don't. know what they're doing. And that's the problem. Like, they're three games away. They've lost one. The Warriors have won one. So it's on this fine line of do they make it, do they not make it? I actually really like quickly the rest of the way. And only because the young bull has, and I owned both of them the exact same team, and I didn't know which one to give up. I actually kind of have seller's remorse in a way, and I thought, shit, I probably should have given them Sexton. But I haven't, and they accepted the trade. And so now my season lives and dies on Colin fucking Sexton. But I wish I put in quickly, to be fair. I wish I'd kept quickly. Do you uh, do you echo those sentiments, or are you a, a Sexton fan? I would rather keep quickly, damn it, because okay. I I'm sorry, G, but God, I've been watching what Utah have been doing over the past week. They're oh. bringing in Fredericks. Uh, yep. I think they're going to go to sensible before long. They're going to start shutting down players. They're going to give their rookies a crack, and I think inevitably Sexton's going to lose time. Yeah, and look, it's, it's tough. It he's is, still getting he's 29, real... 27, and 26, and 34. Like, they're still rolling him out there just a ton. Yeah. Mm. It's like, when did Will oh. Hardy start trusting this guy? Yeah, look, I think I'd go quickly as well, but it's so close. Um, and I don't think, like, I don't think, get away, cat. Don't go in that <laughs> Bloody kittens. Um yeah, I've got both of these guys in the same team actually as well in, in, in a league. Um, and I managed – I actually picked up Sexton off waivers um, 
So, oh, and quickly. No, I picked them both up off waivers. Um, oh, nice. And, and yeah, look, both both have been great. Uh, I think the reason I probably go quickly slightly is, is sort of what Horse said there. I think if Utah decide to lean a little bit more on Keontae George and Hendricks and Sensibor and those guys, the Raptors, I just don't think they have it in them to, to tank that kind of way. And quickly yeah. is still a, sort of a shiny new toy for them. So they, they still want to see what he looks like alongside Barnes and Pirtle and where he fits and that sort of thing. Whereas Sexton, I think has proven himself this season. Like I'm, I wasn't high on him coming into the season at all, and he's proven me wrong. I, so. I am now. Yeah. 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 He, he's looked good. His assists are up. Um, he's, I think he had – I had to pick the other day, and I decided to bench him for – I can't remember the reason, but he had six steals. Six steals. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I looked at that, and, I, and I, I didn't – I think the reason I benched him is because I needed steals, and I thought, ah, he's, he might get me one, but – yeah, then he got six, so that was great. I took a uh, screenshot. I, I actually took a screenshot league. of that because I own him in that in that league. And you know when you get the <laughs> Yahoo alerts when a player does really, really well? Yeah, yeah. And it's four like the four this it's like the four steals or like the four blocks or the 30 points or the 12 rebounds or the 12 assist games. I had a four assist notif a four steal notification for Colin Sexton. I literally took a screenshot and I sent it to Dan Titus and I said contact IT. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't yeah. think that was gonna happen. No, never does. Um, so that's the matchup. I just pulled up something. We were talking about Wemby there, and, and before I let you yeah. boys go, we, we were talking about that he's averaging eight steals and blocks a game or, or close to over the last couple of weeks. And mm -hmm. I spoke with, I think it was on the show, on the Roto World show with Noah yesterday. And we were talking about this and, and thinking about players because I said, is it possible that – next year when we could lead the league in blocks and steals. And we sort of came to the conclusion that no one's ever done that. No one's ever led the league in blocks and no. steals. But have it, has anyone ever finished top five in both? And so we started looking up stats and, and that sort of thing. And the players that initially came to mind for me were David Robinson and Hakeem Olajuwon. And yep. if you go back to the 1991-92 season, think this might be the season that David Robinson did it. He averaged yep. four and a half blocks and 2.3 steals in a season. So that's almost seven steals and blocks. Um, and if you go back and look through those seasons from the early 90s through to the mid 90s, both he and Hakeem were averaging upwards of three blocks and close to two steals a game for about four years in a row. Um, a very different NBA back then, <laughs> very different. Because everything used to be in the key. So there was a lot more block shots able to be gotten as it well. Like we've got to think about that, like the, your ability to steal a ball in a laneway from a little drop-off pass or was yeah. a lot different. But my cheeky one is this. I was thinking when this 5x5 five five started happening the other day, and despite how incredible – and again, hats off to Rudy Gobert, who has been amazing this season. He doesn't deserve to be the dollar and eight favorite on defensive player of the year with this many games out because Victor Wembanyama on Sportsbet was still $14 to one for defensive player of the year. That's could he be the first ever player to go defensive player of the year and rookie of the year in the same nod? Because I think we could look at that if this kind of defensive effort from him keeps up. 
We've never seen it. Never seen that. I, I know that the Spurs suck. Yeah. And the league's best team is the Timberwolves. Like one of the league's best team is the Timberwolves. They're not as good as the Celts. And so he, that's the defense he anchors. But the numbers are gaudy. Gaudy numbers. They are. And if I think if they look purely at numbers, then he'd certainly be right up there. But I, I think they look at like defensive plus minus and on offs and winning, like all of the all of the stuff that you do, which doesn't necessarily result in a defensive stat. So shots yeah. changed and all and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And and team record. I mean, that factors into it and, and the fact that the teams are on top of the West. So so much better. I think go I think Wemby will get it at some point. Um, if you watch yep. him on defense, once he figures things Just, out a bit more, um, and I was watching him, oh, I must have been yesterday, and a steal that he got, he shouldn't have got. It was just that he was so long. Like they yep. passed the ball and wouldn't have even thought that he was going to get his hand there. And he just sort of stuck out his gadget arm and it, and just <laughs> stopped the ball and then picked it up and dribbled down the other end. It's It's just freaky. It's almost like watching just a giraffe on the Serengeti Plains just start walking slowly and then start running. And you're like, that animal is not going to be able to run. And then all of a sudden, yes. it's just this graceful, big, long canter of limbs. That's pretty much what it's like watching Victor Wembenyama. Yeah. Oh, B-Dub loves your jersey. There you go. If B-Dub's yeah. watching along. Mi- Mi- Mickey, Mickey Adele and I, our favorite team of all time, is the OG Charlotte Horn. It's like Zoe, LJ, Muggsy, Kendall Gill, you know, give me those, some curry was, every day of the week. Give you some yes, curry up, off, like on that, lighten it up. Like that was, that that's yeah. our that's our that's our team of choice all time. If we're playing all time two K teams, I'm I'm doing all time all time Hornets for me. Is like yeah. if I was guys. if I was playing NBA Jam, it was always Charlotte or Indiana. Yep, they were the yeah, two yeah. teams that I was. Was that Reggie, um, Reggie Miller back in the day? Reggie Miller and Rick yeah. Smiths, or, right. or Reggie Miller and Detlef Schrempf. Detlef, yeah. throw another shrimp from the Barbie. Yeah, but I did love. Yeah, Larry Johnson was one of my favourite players, and I've I've got his college jersey. I've got a, a Hornets jersey. Oh. Um, a lot of his basketball cards still. Yeah, same. I've kept, same. Yeah, I've got a ton of them. So, anyway, it, we can reminisce later. I will let you boys go. It's getting late. Uh, I have you. to go and give some medicine to my cats. Uh, inside, oh. what's what's coming up? We, I mean, obviously we're. Footy season is Mick, talk us through AFL, mate. It's coming. It's coming hard. Yeah, there's heaps. So for those of you that follow Australian Rules Footy, we've got our Insight AFL leagues that we're running at the moment. We've just dropped a pod for those of you that haven't done Supercoach in the past where we go step-by-step through what to look out for and how the point system or the scoring works. But there's plenty going on in the NRL space, the AFL space, just you name it, it's just a sports network. So if you love your love your sport, join us at Insight Fantasy Sports on Twitter or we've got a Discord channel where it's always popping off. I've got to put it on Do Not Disturb half the time so I can get me work done. Yeah, it's uh, important. We've got our Discord Unlimited as well. Uh, you can check any of our YouTube videos and click on the link below. Um, we've got our memberships open for that. It's called Gangbusters. So free trade advice uh, and team advice for NRL, AFL, uh, NBL, NBA for the rest of the season here, BBL uh, for the whole entire year from when you sign up for 25 bucks for an entire year to give you trade and drafting advice and stuff like that, which is huge. Uh, and on Saturday morning, King, you might want to t- tap into this one because I know we've done it as a bit of a, uh, a tester before. We've got the first ever live viewer versus analyst Q&A Kahoot 
with Dan Titus from Yahoo uh, Fantasy Sports. He's going to jump on. Uh, Skitty's going to be there as usual for the heat check on Saturday morning. And we're just going to get everyone to come into the live, give everyone like we're going to do the games of the day for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, uh, go through all the info we need for the Saturday or the Friday games in the States. And then we're going to do a, we're going to put a prize pack together and it's going to be viewer versus analyst battle on Kahoot with NBA knowledge. So we're going to do the first ever live, as far as I'm aware, the first ever live NBA fantasy game show. Okay. Well, nice. I can, yeah, I'll definitely be, well, I am working, but not until probably nine o'clock. So if it's early. It'll it'll be 8 a.m. if you could put work off until 9.30. I'm getting picked up. And I've got, I'm running a group, so I've got to be there for the kids. If it was just well, if it's if it's nine it. o'clock, if it's nine o'clock, you know what? Done. We'll do it in an hour. We'll do it in done. An hour. We'll do it in an hour. B Dub pulled a oh, pulled an Alonzo Morning rookie card in his first oh. ever pack of Upper Deck. Didn't yeah, know was. what it was, <laughs> but he was a Hornets fan from that moment. Hopefully, you kept that card because it's probably worth a little bit now. Uh, be worth a lot of money now. Yep. Yeah, I've got yep. the exact same one beat up. And Mickey Dell was here with me. In I pulled once a pack of cards. Mickey, actually, Mickey, when you were here in Sydney, uh, staying at the house, I pulled out my Shaq one. I got it in the same pack as a Shaq rookie card, and that's one of the most epic ones where he starts on the ground and it's like a triple exposure rookie card where Shaq's dunking. I got Shaq and Zoe rookie cards in the same pack in an upper deck. That was for me wow. like just like that was that's amazing. Sick. Two of my favorite players. That's sex. Yeah, two of my favorite players yeah. of all time. Yeah, I spent way too much money on basketball cards as a kid. It was mm-hmm. that yep. was what you did. Um, all right, I'm going to let you boys go. Uh, we also have our Discord server. Um, the link is in the, the bio yep. thing. It's on my Twitter feed. It's on B Dub's Twitter feed. Um, thumbs up and subscribe. We really appreciate that. We're heading into the the off season, obviously, in a few weeks. But uh, we'll our content, much like the Insight guys, will continue with our content during the off season. We don't have all the other sports, but we'll find stuff to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Dynasty, NBA, and, and Victor Wembanyama. I'll just talk about him on every show. Yes, um, it'll be every Thursday night. We'll get together at like 8 p.m. just talk about Victor Wembanyama for 15 minutes live. Yeah, we're just the Victor Wembanyama podcast. Uh, <laughs> at Adam King 91, follow me uh, at SC underscore Big Horse at NBA G Wiz. Um, Insight Fantasy Sports as well. I think it's just at Insight Fantasy. Uh, at Insight F Sports. At Insight yeah. F Sports, there you go. So follow them uh, and follow us, and follow B Dub at Hidden Upside. Uh, he's he's in here watching along. Uh, we will be back be. next Thursday. Don't know who our third guest will be. We'll figure that out next week. Until next time, catch up. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.